My name is Ron Holiday, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller and uh, you know I'm always here to lead you on your expedition. It's, it's what I do. It's what we do on the Three Count Podcast. That and we just piss off Chaz. If you guys know, you guys know. But this isn't about me. This is about the three count. This is about now entering the ring. So with that being said, we do have our guest. You can find this man on Legacy Pro Wrestling. He is the Rebel, Alvin Gray. What's up? What's up? How's it going, peeps? Hey, thank you for coming on Thanks the show. For ha- thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, super hyped, man. So out of Wisconsin, I was like, I think this is the first wrestler that like I've done. It's like in that area. <laughs> well, I'm not residing in wisconsin per se i'm currently residing in winona okay uh, i originally came from chicago mm. and i started my career out there in chicago uh i was trained at uh, just pro wrestling that's what it was called at the time now it's known as wrestle league trained there for a few years uh wrestled a plethora of different places in chicago um, from Wrestle League all the way to DWA, which is a really cool company that people should check out, as well as IPW and uh, Rocket Pro Wrestling as well. So, yeah, I've been a little bit of everywhere in Chicago, uh, a little bit of places in Indiana as well. Um, accomplished a lot here and there in those states. So um, now I'm kind of getting my traction back with Legacy Pro Wrestling. So it's just a blessing to be back inside of the ring again. I know, right? Like, I um, I'm actually getting ready to move here soon. Well, there's a possibility of me moving up northeast into like Connecticut and stuff. So, and because of this show, like, I've been able to like branch out and meet different people. So, like, I I really don't have. It's weird. I don't really have. I don't have to worry about not having a second home. Like, I just low key mm. show up and be like, "Hey, remember me from the podcast?" Like, yeah. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> So I was like, I was grateful that I was able to start this up and then start making those network connections and just like meeting people. So, and it's funny because yeah. you mentioned Chicago. I know um, Paragon, you know, out of, out of Chicago, like we've done a couple interviews with him and, you know, everybody that we've done throughout the Midwest has just been phenomenal, man. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super excited that you were able to make this happen with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for inviting me. Yeah. So let's get this started, man. I got to know. First question right off the jump. Who is Alvin Gray? Oh, okay. That's a very, very, very good question that I actually just have to reestablish again. Um, it's a young man, troubled past because of the environment he was brought up in. Almost got himself in trouble and almost killed. Found out his friends weren't really his friends. Decided to use his rebellious ways for good. You know, help the little guy stand up to the bully or let the overworked have their voices heard when they're standing up to their bosses, you know, so to speak. Kind of um, with a lot less attitude, but I still bring a little bit of real, a little bit of comedy if needed, you know, because I'm kind of quick with my lip, as my mother would say. So, yeah. 
that's that's who Alvin Gray is. You know, he's a very focused young man. When he's focused, he's he's hungry. You know, he's he's very like deep down his anger, he still holds it back. But when he's focused, that's when he uses it. That's when he uses it to his best abilities to overcome his opponents or overcome any barriers that are put in front of him. So that's what establishes him as a rebel, so to speak, as well as going against the brain. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. That's great. Like, you know, like you said, like you're, you know, trying to stand up for good through like the people that have been bullied and stuff like that. That's an awesome way to like just kind of like connect with the crowd. It's just like, hey, like we've all we've all been there. You know, yeah, exactly how to travel. Like I tell people all the time, like, like, how'd you come up with your name? I was like, that's easy, because my first name's Clifford, like the big red dog. All I've ever heard through high school and elementary and college, and then I'm in the military, so I was like, just made it super easy to be like, that's me. <laughs> Brain blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious, man, like what brought you into the business? Um I was about let's see around the uh, I won't even give an exact time frame but I know around the time of the Monday Night Wars my uncle was a fan of the program and I was hanging out with him one night when he was watching it was either WCW or uh, Monday Night Raw at the time uh whichever program was on my eyes were glued instantly because of the larger life characters the storylines between those characters you know the moves um the costumes everything was like catching my attention no matter what program was on that night whether we were watching one program over the other or was just flipping between the two so that literally got me involved and then when I was literally at an independent show my first independent show at JPW I was so close to the ring I had goosebumps and I was like I have to do this I have to do this and this is like five six years ago <laughs> so I'm like I still have goosebumps every time I'm near a ring. So the, the love for it is still there for That's sure. Awesome. That's awesome. And it's always fun whenever you have like that, that network, man, I just feel like I kind of, I relate to your story because like I got introduced to wrestling in the early nineties and my aunt, she was a massive fan. And I just happened to sit down one day and she was like, here, come watch this with me. I was like, what is this? And she's just like, Oh, it's just wrestling. I was like, Oh, okay. So I sat down and watched it with her. And all of a sudden I saw this man tied up in the ropes and he's just like shaking his head and this Cobra bites him in the arm. And I was like, mm -hmm. come to find out, you know, it's Jada snake and macho man. <laughs> was like, that was one of the best segments I've ever studied when I was doing like, when I do my throwback nights of studying, it's one of my best segments. I, I, I like to look over. Yeah. I the story behind it. is a little messed up. Super messed up. <laughs> like for real. After watching Dark Side of the Ring, I was like, I see this a whole lot differently now. I'm so cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was like listening, listening to Jake the Snake tell it on uh, the Joe Rogan experience. I was like, bruh, <laughs> this is on another level. I was like, sort of things he was saying too, man. I was like, I just, I never saw that happening, and I was like, bro, this is, it's a great story. I was like, and. Every time I go back and watch it, I still see myself as like that five-year-old, oh, I was like six-year-old kid watching and I just drawn to it. And then like, I go back and I remember I was like, oh yeah, Jake smacked the shit out of that Cobra a few times. Yeah. He really wanted him pissed off before he, <laughs> you know, got him involved as the gimmick towards 
And just like I said, just watching, just watching Dark Side of the Ring in general this whole last season, I'm like, this is this is literally. <laughs> That's literally me. Yeah, that whole season. Oh man! So like you said, like you've been through, and we're talking about like fun stuff that happened in wrestling but you've been through from chicago to indiana now up in you know wisconsin i'm just curious like what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken Ooh, that's a good one i never been asked that one actually um the worst ones i took i hope he's watching this too because he i still talk shit to him about this to this very day so it was a night in chicago i faced off against uh fury and shay and foster and he's a bigger guy than me. I'm I'm a little small. I'm not gonna lie, but I come with a lot of fight in me and a lot of bark. Um, I lost, and I, I was a heel that night, and I lost via power bomb and then a pinfall. That was that was the end of it. Um, the crowd really didn't like me that night and was chanting one more time. So Shane, being the man of the people that day, picks me up and says, "Sorry, brother." Hits me with the deal again. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> he says, there's still chanting one more time. I'm like, for the love of God, stop. And he picks me up again and gives me a third one. And I was pissing blood for like two days. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been hit with ladders. I've been hit with chairs. I've been, I've been hit with a lot of crap in my last like six years of my career. I have never taken something that bad to where I pissed blood for like two days. So that was like the worst bump I've taken. Damn. Yeah. And then like, you can't just like, you know, the second one is like, all right, I think we're good. And he's like, mm-hmm. nah, nah. They want this third one. We're going to do it in three. <laughs> and th- whoever said three times the charm's a liar. I don't know whoever came with that. <laughs> Total BS. Total BS. <laughs> Listen, man, I was pissing blood for two days. That's two power bombs that you gave me. That was unnecessary. <laughs> you know how much water. You know how much water. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be friends, man. We're supposed to be boys. We just clearly, right. clearly we're looking out for the little man. <laughs> Not beating up on the little man. <laughs> I didn't have this coming, man. You should have told me, okay? I have a receipt coming. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> But it was all good. I love that guy to death, man. Fury Shane Foster is one of my good good friends. Um, he should be after you know traveling on the road twelve hours <laughs> to uh, a whole other state to wrestle. He should be best friends at this point. So much much respect and big big props to that man. And I mean, if if your friends can't beat you up, who can beat you up? Can't yeah, right exactly. I know I have a I have a great friend and we like he's always like if i don't feel like there's enough intensity i'm just gonna smack you and i'm like okay bet and so like i'll throw a farm and i get stopped in the face i'm like all right now i'm gonna punch you for real <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we gonna fight you want to scrap <laughs> <laughs> at that point you want to scrap yeah you know, all the time it happens all the time and he knows it too and i'm just like all right man i you can you can physically slap me but whenever we do anything else, man, you're going to hate life. <laughs> but speaking about hardest hits, man, like getting slapped in the face, what's been one of the hardest hits that you've ever taken? Ooh, another good one. Um, I have to say it has to be either between my wife, well, soon to be wife, uh, 
she hits pretty hard, or or my mama. Like it's between, it's a draw. It's a draw right now. It's a draw. Yeah. If you can't hit harder than my mama or my fiance, man, you you can't. Like, there's no comparison. <laughs> no, nah, but for real, inside the ring though, inside the ring though, I gotta say, um, Mike Strong hits pretty hard, as well as Aaron Stone. It's between those two that hit pretty hard. So, and I love it. It it brings the real. And it tells me, all right, this is how intense you want it. This is how intense I'll give it back. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's between those two that hit pretty hard. And I'm not talking like a, like a certain kind of shot, but it's like every single shot. You, you feel it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And, and that's what I hear a lot, too, from a lot of people in the business that, like, you, like, you have to have something unscrewed because like no one likes getting punched in the face and in this business you have to like getting punched in the face Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) so all right man like let's say like after your match i know a lot of people usually don't try to eat before their event because they're obviously not wanting to lose it while they're in a match or you know just whatever might just happen so very curious though like what's either that post match snack or post match meal that you have to have Steak, Pizza. chicken, shrimp, side of mushrooms, McDonald's fries, or wings. Okay. Those are literally my, my six go-tos. And that's sad I have six go-tos. <laughs> you see how small I am and I have six go-tos. <laughs> that's right. I just tell my friends, I'm like, oh, we stopping at Taco Bell. Like, $5 box. Like, that's... That's all I need. It's like a Baja mm. blast and the rest can just shut up. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious as well, man, like seeing like you've been in the business for a long time though, what kind of advice would you want to give to like up and coming wrestlers? Watch what you say on social media. I had to learn that the hard way. Learn to shut the fuck up every now and then. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Learn to shut the fuck up every now and then, man. No, for real. Um, that's what um, I'm literally, I'm not even going to lie. I'm still learning it, you know, to this very day. Um, I kind of got myself in a little bit of some hot water before I started reestablishing myself back in the ring. And one thing I will say to the young guys because I know it's kind of hard, and I know everybody wants clout, if that's what the young kids are still calling it these days. Um, just learn to be patient with opportunities that come your way. Work very hard at your craft, whether it's in the ring or outside of it. And be careful with what you say on social media. I cannot stress that enough. And respect your elders in the ring. That's, that's the biggest, because you have to learn from them. You have to learn from them to keep this art alive. That's so. great advice. Mm-hmm. Great advice. So then, with that being said, though, I do need one do and one don't for the locker room. Uh, let's see. One do. Wash your damn gear. I cannot stress that enough. I am a hygiene freak. Like, my house, if you come to my house, everything is where it's supposed to be. Because of me and my wife. I'm a little bit of a, of a I'm a guy, okay? We, you, you understand. Yeah. We sometimes slip up, but that's okay. We, as long as we clean up behind ourselves. And I understand that too for us guys out there that are in the, in the locker rooms that, that, you know, if I share one with you, 
now in the past and beyond. Please wash your gear. That is one do. Uh, uh, don't. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. One that I can say for sure. And this is kind of, I'm not like really like pissing off veterans. I hope I'm not pissing off veterans when I say this, but please don't be bitter to the younger guys. Mm. Please don't be bitter to the younger guys. I know what I noticed in social media, going back to that, uh, I see some bitter veterans, depending on where a young kid had learned from and gained, and earned an opportunity to work for that same fed as that said veteran, they kind of act a little bit bitter towards that kid. Now I understand if that veteran has an initial beef with that person, take it with that person. Don't take it out on that kid. That kid came into this business inspired by somebody. Don't you're shattering his dreams just by being bitter to him. You have to get it. It goes back again to, giving advice to the young bucks and, you know, like myself and others in, in my age range or younger, we want this business to thrive beyond our time period. Like we're seeing our heroes being crowned in hall of fames. We want to see this continue to thrive beyond our time frame too. So that's the don't I would, I would say. No, I like it. I like it a lot, man. That's that. And that's a great don't, you know? I mean, I, I've heard that too on the outside, like just, I'm just like, damn, man, that's crazy to think about. Like, that's, that has to be a thing that has to be talked about, you know? So I definitely think, yeah. I definitely understand. But those are my hard-hitting questions. So we have to get into the second best segment on the Three Count Podcast. People will ask, what is the first cliff? And I say, the Red Dog Power Rankings on the debate show. So with that being said, let's get into the Three Count Podcast 10 Count Questions. And here's how it works. I'm going to fire off a bunch of questions at you, Alvin. Uh, whatever first comes to mind is, is your answer. I've been doing this in therapy. I think I got this, bro. I got this. All right. Well, let's put on the imaginary timer. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite actor? Uh, Eddie Murphy. Stink Maynard or Cotton Hill? Cotton Hill. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. I've been doing research. I know. <laughs> Favorite cartoon. Favorite cartoon. Hey Arnold, hands down. Hey, let's go. Three things that you would take with you on an island. Uh, a book, my PlayStation, and my wife. That. Favorite dream spot to vacation. Um, Europe. That. Any specific place in Europe? Um. I would like to go to France. Shout outs. Yeah. I want to try and see how the cuisine is out there for real. Because there's a lot of people put a lot of hype to that. And I'm a big foodie. So okay. France would be France would be nice. That's that. So Sonic or Mario. Oh, Sonic. Favorite podcast. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. There's a lot that I listen to. Oh, uh, 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 what's, uh, the Broken Skull? I gotta say Broken Skull, hands down. I listen to that more often than anything else. I do like the Broken Skull sessions. Those are great. Yeah. Those yeah. Great. We'll take seconds. I listen to that more often. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nominate one person you want to see on this podcast. Ooh. Um, the Brian Kendrick. You already had TJP. I did. I want to see you, see you snap 
want to see you try to work your magic to get D. Brian Kendrick. I want to pick his brain too. That's one of the minds I would really love to sit down and pick so much, as well as Jamie Nobles. I hear good things about Jamie Nobles' mind as well. So those are the two. Okay, bet. And then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person that comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. Fuck. <laughs> like there's any other word to say. <laughs> like it's it goes with everything. Like it could mean an expression, it could mean like it it could it could go as long as the list of Jericho that he had back in the 90s. Yeah. It could go with anything. Go with I, anything. Yeah, we'll watch that again on the on uh on the Stone Cold podcast where he was like hold number one, arm bar, <laughs> hold number two. <laughs> He said, you know that he said he had 94 of them and that like he like just was going off on them and then like they went to commercial break and when they came back he was like hold 734 even though yeah. like, get the whole bunch. Yeah. The story behind that, I and I was told this back in high school before he even expressed it on the on the Broken Skull sessions. Uh when they went to break, he was um Basically crapping out all the Chicago teams saying the Hawks suck, Bears suck, Bulls suck, Sox suck, Cubs suck. Then when they got back on the air, they were booing him for trashing all of my teams. Shout out to all my Chi-Town teams, by the way. I love y'all, bro. I love y'all. Send someone down, bro. But, man, they were booing him for that because he's, he was getting heat for talking trash about the teams. And then that's when he went the whole 700 and some odd. And it was genius. That was genius Jericho right there. Way ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. He's still the man. Like, it's, yeah. it's incredible. But that is it for the 10-count questions. So all I need from you is to know, you know, let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. Uh, let's see. This is a plethora. Let's see. Uh, check out my shop on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash RebelAG610. Got four shirts up there, about three or four shirts out there. Check that out. Please buy my merch. I got two cats to feed. Please. <laughs> and a gecko. I got three children here to feed. And they are not actual children. They're animals. But I see them as children. So please buy my merch. <laughs> um, also, check me out at the next wrestling event. I'll be taking place in Iowa on June 19th. Juneteenth. Proud to the people. Uh, I'll be taking place in the Rumble portion of the event. I'm going to come out there with a few surprises. I'm not going to say what they are. I'm just going to let the people buy tickets and see for themselves. Um, you can also check me out on TikTok, RebelAG610, as well as Instagram, same thing, RebelAG610, as well as my Facebook page, uh, Alvin Gray, as well as my management page, if you want to book me for a show, uh, The Alvin Gray Management, that you can find me on Facebook. And there you guys have it. So, that is it for the Three Count Podcast Presents. Now entering the ring, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, as always. And as always, it's not about me. It's about now entering the ring. Who is the man right here? The rebel himself, Alvin Gray. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for the outro. And our next episode is going to play. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. 
go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.